Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. This past week, The Mandalorian star Gina Carano was recently fired from her acting job on Disney Plus over controversial comments that she made on social media. Her firing is one of an increasing number of high-profile figures who've lost their jobs and their platforms as a result of them saying things that inflame the public. Incidents like this have brought up robust debates around the freedom of speech, cancel culture, social media, and the role of government in regulating speech. In today's podcast, I simply want to offer my thoughts about this issue. And so in today's episode 97, I'm going to talk about responsible blasphemy and general thoughts on the freedom of speech. Before I do so, I want to play this this two-minute clip from Kids on the Hall, those those. Funny Canadians from the North from the 90s, if you remember them. For those of you who remember Kids on the Hall, it's a great little comedy show. Uh, and then for my three Canadian listeners that follow the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, uh, maybe you'll get a little kick out of this. But I want to play this clip um, because I think it kind of sets up a uh, good introduction for today's show and overall context in which a man is called into the office by his boss to discuss his use of language on the job site. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this clip. Bear with me for the next two minutes, and then we'll get in today's show. Come in. I came as soon as I ascertained you needed to see me, sir. (laughs) Sit down, Williams. What is it, sir? Williams... There have been some complaints about your use of language on the docks. If this is about yesterday, sir, yes, I did use a few blue words, a few cuss words, but as soon as I ascertained that the mix-up had been corrected, what I did was... No, Williams, it's not your swearing that I'm getting complaints about. It's the fact that you used the word ascertain too much. (laughs) Really? Yes, apparently you use it an average of two to three hundred times daily. (laughs) Well, I do, but so other few words fit. Well, it's driving the men crazy, okay? Who's complaining, sir? Is it Sanchez? <laughs> no, it's not Sanchez. It's, it's the older men, the ones nearing retirement. Sir, I ascertain that these men are just jealous of my command of the English language. Well, perhaps, but I suggest that just to keep things running smoothly down in the dock, so you humor me by limiting yourself to these four work-related phrases. Good morning, fellas. Hand me that thing. Boy, this works hard. Guys, breaks over. Sir, I ascertain that it's their problem. They're just jealous of me. It's my right to ascertain things. You should talk to them about their being upset about my ascertaination. Look. I was young once, and whatever you do in the privacy of your home with your good lady wife, well, that's your business. 
But when it starts to slow work down in the docks, then it becomes my business. I ascertain If you don't back up that word, you'll be looking for a new job. Comprendez-vous? I ask... No, 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 no. I ask... No, nuh-uh. Good morning, fellas. Hand me that thing. Boy, this works hard. Guys, break's over. So how much of that clip sounds a little bit like the conversation that we've been kind of having around the right to free speech, cancel culture, social media, and all that fun stuff? It's this guy. He's at his workplace. He's saying some things that just don't sit quite well with some others. People complain. And the boss man comes in and says, hey, you know, you're saying things that people don't like. And I need you to say some other things. Otherwise... We're going to have to show you the door. That's kind of where we are now. Who knew Canadian comedy could be so prophetic? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very much a glimpse, I believe, into the kind of culture that we've kind of started walking in. Um, and it's really made me think about the freedom of speech and also the responsibility that you and I have to use our free speech in a conducive way. So let me let me say this up front. I have this I have this great quote from George Orwell that I want to read. He says, "If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear." I absolutely want to be clear up front and to to assert this dogmatically so there's not any second guessing as to what I'm going to say. I absolutely believe and the fundamental right of the freedom of speech. And I believe it is important to having a civilized society without the freedom of speech, without the ability to communicate, to come together, to exchange ideas, to challenge one another, to poke each other in the eye. Um, you know, we're not going to have a society and we're not going to have a culture that's worth having. While exchanging ideas can often be a contentious process and it can lead to warring factions who compete with one another, who slander one another, and who speak all sorts of evil of one another, it can, it can be a very spark-intensive uh, process that just sets the world aflame. I believe it's impossible, it is impossible to achieve peace in society without, without the ability to freely dialogue with one another because if we can't freely dialogue with one another then all we're left to is violence to resolve our differences so it's very important that we have the ability to work out our differences and to freely speak our mind because if we lack this ability and lack this fundamental right this god-given right as human beings then the only thing that remains is anarchy and violence and death and destruction. Well, that's not to say, though, that the freedom of speech isn't dangerous. Freedom of speech can most definitely be a dangerous thing, and it needs to be recognized as such. Fundamentally, the freedom of speech is the ability to speak one's mind and to share the blasphemies of one's heart. It's the recognition that what is blasphemy to one person is a divine revelation to another, and without it, it is impossible to make progress as a society. 
People must have the right to challenge the orthodoxies of the past with the heresies of the present. But, with that said, free speech doesn't happen in a vacuum. As the book of Proverbs reminds us in Proverbs 18.21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Words have consequences. And we might be able to say, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can never hurt me. And that's simply not true. Shout fire in a crowded theater, and things are gonna happen. Lie and slander a person or a corporation in such a way as to harm them and their reputation, and you'll find yourself in court being sued for libel. Likewise, saying things that offends the sensibilities of others might cause people to get deplatformed, canceled, or even fired from their jobs. And that may or may not be okay, depending on the situation. If you say something in a public venue that makes your employer look bad, causes them to lose money, or creates hostilities in the workplace, it's probably best for all involved that you consider opportunities of employment elsewhere. And I think fundamentally that is kind of what has happened in a lot of these situations that kind of make it in the news, especially with this Gina uh, Carano thing and Disney+. Plus. You know, she said some things, and whether you agree with her or disagree with her, or whether you consider what she said offensive or not offensive, in actuality, none of that matters. Disney, as a corporation, had to decide what Disney wanted to do for Disney's own best self-interest. Um, Ayn Rand once said, The freedom of speech of private individuals includes the right to not agree, not to listen, and not to finance one's own antagonist. And Disney very much could look at their situation, right or wrong. It's their perspective, but Disney could look at the situation of what Gina Carano was saying and seeing how upset their fan base was over this and said, you know, maybe we don't need this sort of controversy around one of our Disney princesses. <laughs> and, you know, what she might have said might have not been that bad to you. And, you know, personally... I think, you know, what she said is no different than the millions of others of things people say that are equally as offensive or worse online every single day. She invoked uh, calling somebody a Nazi because she disagreed with them politically, and that made some backlash and some w ripples and some waves. And, and uh, you know, people invoke Godwin's Law all the time on the internet and don't get fired for it. So I think it's a bit much for Disney personally to be firing her simply for falling into the trap of Godwin's Law uh, on the internet. And if you don't know what Godwin's, Godwin's Law is, Godwin's Law is that the longer something goes on, a, a conversation goes on, uh, online, the absolute probability of that conversation devolving into references about Hitler and Nazis is 100%. That's Godwin's Law in a nutshell. And Gina Carano invoked Godwin's Law, and it got her fired. And you may not like that. I may not like that. Um, I think it's, you know, a bit much, perhaps, for Disney to do that. And there's definitely... Uh, moral hypocrisies at Disney, and they're firing her over other co-stars who have said things that were just as bad, if not worse. Um, but you know what? It's like Ayn Rand said. The freedom of speech also includes the right not to find, finance one's own antagonist. And the blowback over Gina Carano's comments online 
um, was definitely creating some antagonist for Disney. And Disney was like, you know, we don't need to finance this. We don't need this. This is not something we want associated with our brand. And right or wrong, we're going to let her go because we have to look out for our own best interest and the squeaky clean image of Mickey Mouse. And that's what it all boiled down to, in my opinion. You might be free to speak, but that freedom to speak contains risk. It means other people might not like what you have to say and may treat you with hostility as a result. You might be free to speak, but you don't have a fundamental right to use social media or have a job at Disney+. Plus. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's something that people have a hard time accepting, I think. Um, because people think, uh, you know, I do have the right to the freedom of speech. It's recognized in the Constitution. But that doesn't mean that somebody has to accept your speech or associate with you in your speech. Um, and that doesn't mean they have to be friends with you. That doesn't mean they have to employ you. But with that said, I worry... And I do worry that these sort of knee-jerk reactions that we have in which people form Twitter mobs and get together and cause people to lose their jobs in the, the world of cancel culture is something that shows that there is a lack of open-mindedness in the world we live in and that people want to live in a world in which there are diverse opinions. It shows at the heart, at the fundamental level, they aren't okay with people speaking blasphemy. They want to control speech. They want to regulate speech. They want to shut people down. They want to stifle free speech at the end of the day. And I, I think that is, that's terrible because if we don't have the ability to dialogue, as I said, if we don't have the ability to dialogue, if we don't have the ability to converse, if we don't have the freedom to speak blasphemies, and if, we're, if we don't live in a society that recognizes that people are going to say some awful things and they're just going to have to learn to deal with it, um, and that if, they, if somebody speaks something you don't like, they're going to come after you in some sort of Twitter mob-like fashion to cancel you, um, I worry about such a society because that's only going to create greater gulfs between people. It's not going to make for the things that establish peace and you're going to result in a society that is more and more polarized, where people are talking at one another instead of one another. Henry Louis Gates Jr. said, Censorship is to art as lynching is to justice. And President Harry S. Truman said, Once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. And Benjamin Franklin once said, Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. So I worry we're creating a society in which we focus on shutting people down instead of working out our differences, and instead of mutually exchanging ideas until the best ideas wins, we've increasingly become a society that shoves ideas down one another's throats by force. Winning, quote-unquote, hashtag, <laughs> and coming out on top becomes more important than working through points of disagreement. 
As a result, we've become more interested in tribes over truth instead of truth over tribes. No wonder people are looking for government intervention when it comes to regulating big tech and social media. They need a sword to baptize others with their thoughts. For the conversations have stopped long ago, and the free exchange of ideas is less important than using powerful forces to coerce agreement. The times, they are becoming increasingly polarized in America. And because we are becoming more and more polarized, I believe as a Christian, it's time that we start acting with wisdom. Jesus taught that we should be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. We must pick our battles and pick them carefully. Not every hot-button culture war issue is something we need to speak on. Just because it's in a headline doesn't mean we should chase it with our lips in the marketplace of ideas. Jesus warned us, for every careless word people speak, they will give an account for it on the day of judgment. So, if we're going to have to give an accounting for every idle word that we speak in this life, then let's make sure our words count for something. Choose your words carefully, for not only will you have to answer for them in this life, amongst your peers, at your, your work, in the marketplace of ideas, but you will also have to reckon for them in the next life. So speak as people who are living under divine judgment. Whatever you say, make sure you're willing to go to hell for it. <laughs> Make sure you're willing to go to hell for it. Because if you're willing to say something, don't don't go to hell for saying something stupid and trivial. If you're at the end of the day, if you're going to go to hell, (laughs) say something worth going to hell over. Speak as somebody under judgment. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 4, verses 15 and 16, Make sure none of you suffers as a murderer, or a thief, or an evildoer, or troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers... It should be as a Christian. And I don't know about you, but if I lose my job for something I say, I don't want it to be because I was running my yap on social media and made an angry mob come after me because I had a point to prove politically in the culture wars. That would be dumb. And my wife would not be happy. (laughs) So... If I'm going to suffer my loss of employment like Gina Garano has, let it be because I was sharing something about the goodness and mercies of God. And as somebody who has caught a lot of flack over the years for saying things I've said, and for those of you who know me, you know me. (laughs) Maybe even those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while at jimmystable.com, maybe even you're like, you know... He kind of says some stuff. And I've upset a lot of people at home, among friends and family, at work, at church, and on social media. And sometimes I've upset people in a good way. But sometimes I've said some things that I know that I should regret having said. Because it created contentions unnecessarily. All so that I could prove that I was right. 
and that I was on the right side of an argument <laughs> to prove that my point was better than their point. You don't have to win the argument, folks. It's okay. The truth is going to be fine without you. So let me simply say, be careful what you say. You might have the right to the freedom of speech, but you also have the right to bite your tongue. And the older I get, the less I see the need to play the role of an angry John the Baptist type figure, to be a voice crying in the wilderness. What I need to focus on instead is speaking kindly and gently to others. And don't get me wrong, I'm not throwing shade on John the Baptist. But I've not been called to be John the Baptist, and neither have you. We've been called to be like Jesus Christ in all things. So, if you must speak blasphemies in public and exercise your right to the freedom of speech and must say something that the moment demands, let me encourage you in this. Blaspheme responsibly. Blaspheme responsibly. Pick your words wisely. Be gentle. Be kind. Don't just run your yap and then defend your right to run your yap as, as important as it is to have the right to run your, your, your yap. Let your words be words of wisdom. Be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. I want to close out this podcast today simply by reading James chapter 3. It's something worth chewing on, I think, especially as we talk, have conversations about the freedom of speech and the, the, the responsibilities that uh, we must carry when we speak. And whether you're a Christian or not, I think you're going to take something away from this. So let me read this. James chapter 3. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so great and driven by so strong of winds and are still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body, and sets on fire the course of our life, and is set on fire, by hell. For every species of beast and birds and of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth both come blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Who among you is wise and understanding? 
Let him show by his good behavior and his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not become arrogant and so lie against the truth. The wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is the righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey with Jimmy'sTable.com. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode, episode 97, Responsible Blasphemies and Thoughts on the Freedom of Speech. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with others and be sure to subscribe. And you can do so by going to jimmytable.com slash subscribe and finding out your favorite way of subscribing either by email or Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or, you know, all the different ways that you can subscribe to this podcast. Share it with others and email me if you have any thoughts on this, this podcast today, jimmy at jimmystable.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this has been Jimmy Humphrey with jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Have a good day, and God bless everybody. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. Hey y'all, this is Bridge Live What? Everyone wants to succeed under their version of Constantine. No one wants to suffer under their version of Nero. Amy Burdett tweeted this a while back, and I thought about how this sums up what is really wrong with Western Christianity. This is a conversation that needs to be had. Listen to episode 98 of the Wax Museum podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts.